0: but we'll learn what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God is. Lord, the greatest truth that Jesus loves us, that you love us, that you have chosen us to live and stand for you in this day and time, and I decree that over us. Lord, you said to put on the full armor of God and then to stand firm. Raise that shield of faith. Believe that you are God's idea to be on the earth today and that He loves you. He chose us because we're weak. He chose us because we cannot do it apart from Him. But we choose to believe you, King Jesus, that you have made us more than conquerors and I give you praise. I decree that over us this day. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Who got a financial blessing this week? Don't all shout at once. Ruby got one. You what? Amen. Rob got one. He got so many he can't remember what it was. Amen. He is faithful. Come on, he is faithful. He's took care of us all week. He is just always faithful. Amen. 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 We agree? Amen. Amen. Someone else. Come on. Our God speaks. He's alive. Lord, we just bless you. We just thank you. Brother, pray for David. He's going to minister Wednesday night. We'll pray Friday morning. Anything else I was supposed to announce? I'm going to ask the ushers to come. and Come on, let's come sow our seed this morning. And come believing for a harvest. I'm still waiting for someone to say, Lord, close the windows of heaven. You're drowning me. Come on. That's the only place he says, prove me. Prove me. Prove me. Eddie, you got to prove him. Prove him. He says, prove me. Lord, you have always met the needs of this house. We attest you've done that for 35 years because you're a faithful God. Lord, I attest you've met Dixie and I's needs all these years, because you're a faithful God. Lord, and I challenge anyone that doesn't believe that they owe God a tithe to step into your kingdom and believe your promises. Lord, we bless you. I speak blessings over the offerings this morning. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Bring your seed and greet someone you haven't greeted this morning. Are you ready for the Word? We need the Word. You'll not make it without the Word and the Holy Spirit. You won't make it. Well, brace yourselves. Angie's going to preach, so... Come on, let's call it out of her. Let's call it in. I'm I'm
1: bracing myself, so here we go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No comments from the front row. I I want to uh just publicly say to you Richard that I haven't got to s- I, I don't know um, I'm not the turner owner so um what you said at the barn I really appreciated and I just really um saw so much growth in you and I just want to bless you and Um, I was just so blessed by your uh, testimony that you spoke that last Sunday at the barn, but um, I wanted to tell you, I I love your building, and I am so proud of you in that building. And I I love that cross, and I've just been waiting. I wish you didn't have that van in front of it, because I would just love for somebody to be asking about that church. You know, because I was going to put on Facebook that that's Ascension Church West Campus. So I was just dying to get to put that out there on Facebook. I may just put it out there anyway. so. But I I just thought it was great. It's a beautiful place, and I know that uh, the Lord will be glorified, and I know that the Lord is going to continue to bless you and your business. So I just wanted to speak that, and, um, you know, there's no limits to what God can do to, to us, with us, through us, and I, I've decided we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves, and um, Richard's taken that song of history made it, maker and made that his anthem because he he's declared that that's who he's going to be, and you know probably a lot of us need to grab hold to that and. and just say, it doesn't matter what the world says, doesn't matter what my family says, doesn't matter what the person next to me says, I. this is who God has called me, this is who I'm going to be, and I'm going to go forward, and I am here to declare that the spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me to preach, he sent me to heal the broken hearted, and to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovery of sight to the blind. That is for us here today, that is who you are to be. Be here today and I, I want you to say this after me I have a destiny I have a purpose Isn't that wonderful you just received a prophetic word you've spoke something that God believes over you you don't have to wait for somebody to come up and say this is who you are God says that's who you are that's who God says you are He has great purpose for you. He has great destiny for you. We've lived our lives trying to want somebody else to tell us who we are. And they've told us a lot of junk a lot of times that we've believed. God says, I love you, and I have great purpose for you. And he's anointed you to do the things that I'm anointed to do. But your walk may look different than mine, of course. That's okay. He has purpose and destiny for you. But you know what? There's a battle over every one of our lives. To walk out what God has for us. And that battle and that walk isn't always easy. And the enemy tries to stop us every single day. He uses people, but a lot of times it's just right here, it's where he stops us, because if he stops us here, then it stops my walk, it stops my talk. Stops your walk, stops your talk. I was looking back for a dream that I had, and I'm going to find it, and if I didn't write it down, I remember enough of it, and I'm telling you, it's probably been six years ago, and I had a dream of all of these young men, youth, that came here, and I was reminded of it just recently, of course, by all of the young men that have been attending here, and I was trying to find it in a book, because I, I try to write down my dreams, and um, But as I was looking for that, I I ran across a lot of things, uh, old dreams, but I I ran across some words of some things that God spoke to me. Spoke to me, one, I was sitting right over there. Another time, he spoke to me as my dad prayed for me right up here. One, and they were almost about a year apart, and they were, I mean, to me, they were really deep, moving words that drew me closer to him, that took me higher to him. And as I read those, those they so encouraged me because Monday, as we stood back there, and my dad said, why don't you preach Sunday? And my very first thought was, is, I never want to do that again. That was my very first thought. That's hard for me to even admit, but, I'm just saying, there's a battle to stop us. And I was reminded of those words, and I'm telling you, they so encouraged me, but then I was also reminded of about eight years ago, when Rob and I knelt right here, and David and my dad put those swords on us and called us to a higher place, and set us in, and, you know, I don't even understand all that. I, I don't even, you know, it's not a title. I, I don't want a title. I don't need a, I don't need that. But yet, it was a higher calling. And with the higher calling, I know, comes a higher responsibility. It comes with a higher price to pay. It comes with a higher yes to him. But it also comes with a resistance (laughs) that wants to stop that. And I say all that to say, I'm standing here. And I'm standing here. And I'm standing here. And unless God moves me from here, I'm going to continue to stand here. And that may sound easy, but that hasn't been easy for me to sometimes get to that place. But I am declaring out there to whoever, whomever, whatever needs to hear it. And maybe it's my own ears that need to hear it. But I'm not going anywhere. Because, you know, it, it's easy to be a part of a, a, say, be on staff of a church because you just come and you do your job. But then whenever you get a higher calling, it's not just about a paycheck anymore. Or it's not about, you know, we, but we all have a higher calling. There's always a yes, not just for me. It's a yes for everyone. But there's a high price to pay for that yes. There is no going back on that yes. But the enemy wants to stop. If he wants to stop me, I know he's trying to stop every single one of us. And so we have to continue to push forward <laughs> into that yes. But I, I just felt like, and like I said, it's probably just for myself. Now, I'm, I, not that I'm thinking somebody's trying to run me off from here. I love you guys, and I feel like most of you love me too. <laughs> if you don't, that's your problem. Because <laughs> I'm not going anywhere <laughs> till God says to. But I, I just, I know that there's always a battle to move forward. And God is moving us forward, just like Ruby's just uh, laid out before us there. But as I was asking him about today, and and a few weeks ago I I mentioned to you about some scripture about the fire of the Lord. But he spoke to me and he said, the fire will burn the chaff away. I heard those words, the fire will burn the chaff away. God's fire takes away the chaff. God's fire, he brings the fire to remove things off of our lives. Actions that he maybe doesn't like. Attitudes that he pr- doesn't like that maybe we have. Old mindsets. We get stuck and think in thinking a way that doesn't look like God. Anything that doesn't look like him, he desires to burn those things off of us. What is chaff? That's a funny little word. The husk off of a corn or wheat, you know that. Even I've thought about uh, the little thin thing around a peanut, you know. Uh, Whenever you look it up, uh, I looked it up in the dictionary, it says it's worthless things. He wants to burn off the worthless things off of our lives. Well, that kind of puts it down to where we're at, huh? Things in our lives that distract us. Things in our lives that keep us from walking a holy walk. The things that, those things that only you and God know about. Those little secrets. Because to go up higher, those little things have to come off of us. The things that keep us from a holy walk. And you say, well, I'm not holy. Let's look at 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 like to read those but like the Holy One who called you be holy yourselves in all your conduct be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage because it is written you shall be holy for I am holy We're supposed to be being holy but you know what you probably like I have heard someone say either to you or to somebody else what well, do you think you are holy or something and we say oh you're right no and we've just agreed with the enemy because the scripture says We're supposed to be holy. Be set apart. Are we set apart? Is our behavior any different than the world's? And I've said this before, the Christian world has somewhere got a twist in it because we've been led to believe that we're to act and accept everything that the world does as a non-believer does because well that's how we're gonna win them well guess what that ain't working because they're looking at us saying oh you do the things that I do so why should I wanna waste my time going to church you know we've said and, and I, th- this one is a big one because I have seen it over and over and over and over and over. Nobody wants to talk about it. Oh, we can drink. We can drink alcohol. I'm Christian. I'm free. I can do whatever I want. Well, yeah, you can. But then what does, how does that fit to that? How is that being set apart? I am t- this has this isn't like the easiest thing for me to <laughs> go through. And I was thinking, you know, that's a shame that I'm questioning what God is asking me to do here today. Because, you know, these are scriptures. These are things that I grew up hearing, that sin is sin, wrong is wrong, right is right. But somewhere in the last, uh, I'm 58 now, so somewhere between teenager and now, things have got a little muddled in the Christian world. And we've begun to believe that sin is okay in the Christian church. And it's not and that is why Pastor Jerrell continues to get up here and say it's on the church because the world is the way that it is. Because we've continued to do whatever the heck we've wanted to do. And I'm sorry that we have. And God, we want the chaff to be burnt away from us today. <laughs> because I want to be pleasing to the Lord, don't you? I want to become holy. I, that's hard to say. Holier. Yeah, holier? Ugh. That's even harder to say, huh? First Peter two sixteen. I don't have. I didn't give this to him. It says, "Live in freedom, but don't use your freedom as a cover up." So, yeah, you can be free and do whatever you want, but don't use it as a cover-up. Are we different? Are we being holy? Holy isn't a bad word. And according to the scripture, it's not a word just reserved for only for God. Because we've kind of just thought, well, yes, God is holy. He is holy. But he's trying to make us like him. And that is a painful process. And that's the burn. That's the fire. Y'all just sang about it that you wanted it. Hello. I'll get the words back up. Remember? We just sang that. Set a fire down in my soul. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes God's wanting to burn. God is bringing the fire to burn the chaff way. Is your conduct godly? Is your character godly? Not are you a character? Do you have godly character? Are you a person of your word? Do you do what you say you're going to do? I was at a meeting a few months ago, and there was a lady there, and apparently, I don't know her personally, I'm, I met her again then, uh, just a m- few weeks ago when Mariah was and I was down in Texas, but she talked, and, and uh, she said that she has taught, I, I think, probably thousands of people on their giftings, on their callings, on how to prophesy, how, how to uh, move with the presence of the Lord, how, how to use... Uh, the manifestations that God has gave them. And she said, I realize now that I never focused on making them disciples. I never focused on their integrity. I never focused on their, the deep thing within them that really matters, their character, their conduct. So you know what? You end up with a bunch of Goofballs that's out there using their stuff, but yet they don't have any integrity behind them. And if we don't have the integrity of God behind us, then those words are, are, mean nothing to people. They mean nothing to people. Be holy. It doesn't say, be weird. We're not to be weirdos. And I'm going to tell you right now how to be holy. You be the very best you can be. It's that simple. You live out those two verses, and that's how you do it. Because we have made it way too complicated. If you can live out those two verses and just... hey, God made me just like I am, doesn't look the greatest, I'm giving it all I can, I'm obeying him, I'm in the word, I'm under authority, I'm doing what God says, then you're being holy. It's that simple. It's that simple. You don't have to carry around a Bible. You don't have to quote a bunch of scriptures. You don't have to be weird. Just be the very best you can be. That's all that God's called us to. It's possible. It's possible. Wednesday night, we were here, and we were reading over a couple of prophetic words that was given to this church. John Hamill said that the Lord was saying, this is a time to come up higher. What does that mean? Oh, we're going to go float around in the heavens and be weird? No. No. It means God is calling us closer to him. But you know what to get closer to him? He doesn't like our chaff. Our worthless things. He's coming down with fire to burn so we can ascend higher with him. That's what that means. He also said to come up higher in our integrity. Our morality our capacities he says the door is open and when i read that i thought you know what it may not always be open for everybody you have a window of time that god is speaking and saying "Mm, this is it and i can show you some scriptures i don't think we always have a chance to you know wait till we get on the deathbed You can argue with me all you want. I go to Hebrews and I'll read it to you. And it's pretty black and white to me. Ye the in or ye outs, the way I think. But he is coming down with fire to burn so we can ascend higher with him. He's giving us an opportunity. God is giving us the opportunity. The door is open. I'm challenging you with this. I'm challenging myself with this. Lord, I know I don't have it all together. I know that there's stuff in me that needs to be burned away but it was commented after this was read Wednesday night someone said we've all tried to slide in some things we've all tried to slide in some things we've all tried to take a pass maybe God's spoken something to us and said deal with this and we're like "Uh, no thanks I'm this way because he's this way, or I'm going to hang on to my junk because he's just as bad as I am, or we can always come up with an excuse. We've all we've all wanted to slide in some things. God's not going to let us slide forever. You may not believe in discipline. You may not discipline your kids. You may not use. You know what? God believes in discipline. And he's calling us to a higher standard. He's calling us. If we want that more of God, he's calling us. You know, we come to God and he offers us salvation. That's a wide gate, I feel like. That's a wide gate, salvation. People come to the Lord. They accept him as Savior. But then... the the chaff being burned away that's the narrow gate that that's letting jesus be lord of your life whenever we say oh this is the time this this has been his message i've heard my whole life and you if you've been here at any time you've heard him speak of this time and time again I I don't know how we ever get past that because I believe there's always a little piece of chaff that wants to pop up. There's always something. There's always a little chaff on us. Burn it off of us, God. Hey, the fire can hurt because it takes down our pride, takes down our oh, we got it all figured out. But you know what? We're going to be better for it if we'll let him take it off of us and let it burn. Matthew, Matthew 3.12, and this is when John the Baptist, Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized. And John the Baptist is saying this of Jesus. He comes with a winnowing fork in his hands, and he comes to his threshing floor to sift what is worthless from what is pure. And he is ready to sweep out his thrashing floor and gather his wheat into his granary, but the straw or the chaff he will burn up with a fire that cannot be extinguished. God's fire can't be put out. And God shows himself in many ways through the fire. I want to look at another way of how he revealed himself that fire is taking away something from us that doesn't look like him but I want to show you another fire and it's in Leviticus and I read part of this the other day whenever I thought you weren't going to be here and then you showed back up again (laughs) but it's in Leviticus 9 and this is after they would come out of Egypt Moses and Aaron and all of them came out and they're getting ready to start setting up and got and Leviticus is quite a interesting book to try to read through and but God is getting them set up to begin to offer their sacrifices to be able to um, be right with him you know this is before Jesus did that for us amen but and there's a lot of particulars to it a lot of God has a way, and it, it's his way of how he wanted things set up and how they were to do particular things on setting up the sacrifices and, and how to do things. But in Leviticus 9, verse 6, and I, I can't go through all of this because it would be too long, so I'm just picking out a few verses. But Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded you to do, Said that the, so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. When we're obedient to God, his promises are true. He, he wants to show us strong. He wants to show himself strong to us. But we have to, just like they had a way of, particular way of how they had to lay that out, altar out and how they had to do things, He has an order for us of how he wants us to do things. So you go, and you could read all of those scriptures in between here and where I'm going, but I mean, it's complicated of all the things of how they had to do those burnt offerings. But then to jump over then um, to verse 22. So Aaron lifted his hands towards the people and he blessed them and came down from the altar of burnt offering after presenting the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meetings and when they came out, they blessed the people and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord. The Shekinah cloud appeared to all of the people as promised. Then fire came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the portions of fat on the altar. And whenever all the people saw it, they shouted and fell face down in awe in worship. This is another fire of God. This is the fire of his glory that came down. The Lord came down and the Fire came out before the Lord, and I believe he still would like to pour that fire out. He wants to come down with his fire of glory on us, but they had to deal with their chaff before he would come down. And like I said earlier, a lot of times the chaff's been overlooked in our Christian walk. And we say, God, we want more of you, but I don't want to change. I want more of you. And we've got to be willing to say, burn it off of me. Burn it off. But I believe just like in these verses, he is desiring to come down with his fire of glory and show himself strong when we're ready to receive it. But I want to continue on with the story in the next chapter, and it's Leviticus 10, verses 1 through 3. Now Naab and Abhu, the sons of Aaron, took their respective ceremonial censers. They put fire in them and placed incense on it and offered a strange, unauthorized, unacceptable fire before the Lord an act which he had not commanded them to do. And the fire came out from the presence of the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord said, I will be treated as holy by those who approach me, and before all the people I will be honored. So Aaron therefore said nothing. Those are some powerful verses right there. These two men, these sons of Aaron, they had just seen the power of God come down. They had to have been part of that group that was on the ground when the fire of glory came down. And I don't know what in the world they were thinking. (laughs) But all of a sudden, they decided that they was going to see what they could accomplish with their own fire. And I'm telling you, there's a word for us in here, a word of warning. They obviously didn't get too far with their own fire, and we won't either. And God is saying, don't be a fire starter. (laughs) Don't try to start your own fires. This is a warning for us. Covering is important. They went outside of their authority to try to make something happen, and it never works. Whether it be in the church. You go to your job tomorrow, and you start telling your boss what to do. It's the same difference. The fire of them will come down upon you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's the same thing. So our covering is important. It's important to stay properly aligned. And I I watched a documentary on, uh, and it's heartbreaking whenever we see big Christian ministries crumble. When we see Christian leaders that people have looked to, have listened to, and then they fall, and I understand they're just people. But when they fall, the effect that it has on the Christian community and then the other side says hmm told you so but I was watching a documentary about Hillsong and it's a sad sad thing with that whole thing and it's hard to really sort out exactly I I, you know some of that you don't know only God knows of really what the truth is and some of that but they were (laughs) The, Christi- the, the non-believers do not understand the word, nor do they understand authority. So whenever things like that happen, they twist authority and try to make it cultish. And we ha- I feel like some of the church, some of the Christian, we have begun to think, though, that we've begun to believe that some of that is, that they're right, that this is wrong. That it's wrong to be, that authority is wrong. I hope I'm making sense here. We have begin to think that we don't have to have anybody to, to tell us. That we don't have to be under anybody's authority because it gets like a cult. Well, nobody here is trying to make you go drink any Kool-Aid, okay? There, this, and being under authority is a protection of the Lord. It, it's, it's, it's God's word. so we have to be careful that we don't um, pick up things I think a lot of times we pick up things that we don't even realize we begin to believe things that the world says is true we do need to stay aligned these two men are are a good example of staying (laughs) aligned We can say, well, I'm going to go start my own ministry. I don't need to go to church. You know, we get get out from underneath things, and we get whacked out a lot of times. And we've seen it time and time and time again. And people that have come up here and spoke, or they've given testimony, and they're on fire for God, and then they get a wrong mindset, and they begin to believe that covering is not important in their history. They've got burned up they've got burn up so be careful about starting your own fires don't be a fire starter our words are important what did their father say Aaron said nothing I was thinking about that that's not a popular thing these days every parent has to shout and scream for their kids these days he said nothing His sons was just devoured by the fire. He knew they were out of order. He knew that they were out of line. He knew God had just showed up and did that. He didn't try to justify their actions. He said nothing. We have to be careful that we don't start fires with our words. James 3, 5 and 6, and I'm just going to read a part of it. It says, the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how small a flame can set a huge forest ablaze, and the tongue is a fire. We have to be careful that we don't be a fire starter with our words. A few months ago, I was put in a position that I wouldn't wish on anybody because I couldn't really talk about it, I couldn't tell anybody about it, I couldn't defend myself, I didn't know what to say, and there wasn't anything I could do about it. You ever been in those places? Those are hard places to be. And I really wanted to say something, and I was walking through my house, and I was reminded, God can speak to you in the craziest ways sometimes. He does me. He reminded me of an old song. Don't worry, I'm not going to try to sing it. But the line of it was, you say it best when you say nothing at all. (laughs) Got it. God will be our defender. We can trust him. So we don't have to start our own fires. And boy, that's a hard one to remember sometimes. We have to be careful about what we say about others especially when they're not even around. Somehow, I think we've begun to believe that if they don't hear us, then it's okay to say whatever we want to say. <laughs> that went over well. Uh, any, I, I don't know that anybody other than me and Mariah watches Survivor, but um, I love that show. I would never want to be on it. I've tried to get Rob to join up because I think he'd be great. But anyway, go Rob. Richard, you'd be good on there. Come on. <laughs> but, you know, you know, the gist of the show is, you know, they put, a, I don't know, however many people on this island and throw them out there for a month. And, you know, the last man standing wins all the money, basically. But in the meantime, from day one to day 30 or 28, whatever it is, they do all these things. But... I go to you and I say, oh I'm your friend, I'm aligned with you, we're on the same team, we're in the kingdom together, I got your back, you can trust me, I'm with you. And then when it comes time to vote, I vote you out. So I've looked you in the eye and I've lied to you, (laughs) I understand it's a game, but I'm just here to say the kingdom of God is not survivor. We're all in this together. The kingdom of God is not survivor. We don't smile to each other here at church and then vote them off when we get home. We're all in this together. And, you know, you. we can... We don't have to like each other. As my dad told me this. I just really wanted to... You don't have to like them. You just have to love them. We're all in this together. Ain't no voting anybody out of this deal. We're all in this together. God, burn our chaff that we can love with a pure heart. That I don't look at you and say, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm so glad to see you, and not really mean it. And all while you're thinking, I can't. God, give us pure hearts. That's part of the chaff that he's wanting to burn from us. And I'm going to close with the, the words of the song, that we, the very last song we sang. Set a fire down in my soul. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. I believe he's saying, I'm wanting more of you. I want more of you. Right. To have that more, we've got, we've got to deal with the little worthless things that, that have so distracted us that we've, Believed things that aren't so. That those vain imaginations that we've let creep in our heads. That we've believed that they don't like us, or that they're mad at us, or it doesn't. I mean, it comes in all different forms, it comes in all different ways. But this is a high God's trying to just like the word that Miss Ru, Ruby said. I I don't know why I struggle with your name sometimes. He is calling us higher. He is calling us higher. So I'm just asking you today that if you want the more of him, if you'll stand. If you don't, you can be seated. There's no judgment here. Lord, we desire the more of you we take those words that have been spoken by Ruby, by you God, by John Hamill, by Laura Beth, by myself, (laughs) the prophetic words that have been spoken over this place that you are calling us to a higher level, that Lord, Lord, we want that. So Lord, we are um, asking you today to burn the chaff away from us and that's gonna look different from everyone because every walk looks different and maybe you need to come have get just lay your chaff down on the altar today and maybe everybody's got everything straight with God today I just want to open it up for prayer we always do that here If you need, can't get rid of your chaff and need somebody to pray it off of you, we can do that too. Sometimes whenever we vocal and put it out there, it breaks the chaff off of us. Whenever we say, I can't get rid of my chaff, this my chaff's hanging on me. Lord, take it off of us. You can turn it up a little bit. Let's just pray. Lord, we lay it at your feet today. I've known you as a father,
2: I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God.
0: Jesus, refresh you, let Angie pray for you.
1: It's a call to holiness. It's a call that doesn't seem to be out there much anymore, so Lord, make us holy. Lord, we cry out, Lord, make us holy like you are holy.
3: I think the Lord is stirring up some prophetic things here. Richie, the Lord's got his hand on you. You know that. You can see it. When I see you, I see the Lord. I love your smile. And I really believe he has things for you to do to influence other people your age. And I just say, Lord, bless Richie today. Keep him on the straight path. Keep him on your path, Lord. And I bless him in Jesus' name. I thank you that you're here. And my sister back there, you know you've got a lot of call on for your tribe. I'm talking to you, Beverly. It's you, it's you I'm calling for. You know that already. But I think the Lord's gonna open up even more things along that line. Cause you, you've got a word and it's a good word. It's a word from the Lord. And I bless you in that. And my sister over here, the teacher, I'm glad you're here today. You're, you know you're in a strategic place to pray, break down some walls there that need to be broken down and whatever he calls you to do. But I'm for you, and I know you're for the Lord. And I bless you, and I say, come forth whatever the Lord's got in you to to speak over that place where you work. I just give God glory for you that you're making a stand in Jesus' name.
2: this morning I had a flashback to that night you gave your heart to Jesus on that football field and you were serious and he was serious and I believe he said that night you're mine Mike I believe he's saying that today you're mine And, and I heard the word furnace of affliction And I have watched you over the last few years and I believe you have been in the furnace of affliction. But it's because you're gold. Your life is valuable to God. It's precious to God. And you have been being refined. But he still says today, you're mine. He loves you. He's got good plans for your life. And we just call forth that destiny that he has for you in the name of Jesus. He put something in you before you even came together in your mother's womb. He put gifts and talents and a destiny for you. You belong to God.
0: Someone else? Yeah. <laughs> Thank
4: you, Angie, so much. I know I've been pestering you about it. Uh, yeah, well, I'll remind you so you won't forget again. <laughs> uh, I just had a quick testimony. Uh, we I was on a trip this week and uh, I got to go to a conference, like Angie was saying, you know. And I love going to conferences. You always get a headache, really, and you know you always try to bring it all back, and that never happens, right? But um, I got. Uh, it's just amazing the the lord got some people in my life and i got invited to an event with a lot of business owners and uh, there's about 700 people there and um i got asked to come up and uh ask a few things what 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 you want to look forward to in in 2024 what you want to implement that's the biggest thing is you even just in life in general implementing things we can discipline ourselves with a lot of things but if we don't implement them we're not getting the full perspective of what God has for us. And that was one of the biggest things is I need to be a better implementer. You know, I can fill my head and read the word, do whatever I want to do and, and for him and do that. But if I don't implement it in my daily life, I will not be able to become what he wants me to become. And that is a history maker. That It is an old song, but when you first... I mean, I don't even know how many years ago that was. It just spoke to me. And I still try to live and breathe that on a daily basis but um when we was leaving our conference is what i was going to say i was i was just getting so agitated because i got the text southwest had a delay in flight you know and then they were like oh i don't know if you're you might have to have a layover in the whole dallas and stuff right and then I'm trying to get uh, uh, Uber to work and then they, they canceled my account because I don't use Uber, we don't have Uber here in SkyTube, you know, But uh, and then that didn't work out so I had to get this Lyft one, it's similar to the Uber and finally the guy came and I didn't want to talk to the guy much at all, right, and uh, I'm in the back with Chas and we're just going along and Chas loves talking to anybody, she can talk to anybody, she don't even ask their name and she'll talk to him for hours Anyway, she was talking to this guy, and he just moved from Texas to here, um, and he's been in Florida for three years, and Chas asked, what do you do? And it was just crazy, because he said, I'm a pastor, and I've been going on so many conferences for 15, 20 years in this, and I just had a, a great just time with a guy that just done just wanted to do this just just to be that vessel for the Lord. He didn't have to be a Lyft driver, but he was just talking, and we was believing him for a a home church. He was sharing the church with another church, you know, and having to, you know, work out the times and everything, you know, like, oh, man, how are we going to figure this out on Sunday at 1030? It's like, have it earlier. (laughs) But we was just, it was just amazing how God just told me in all of that noise just to be still and to let him take care of it. And just like what you're saying about you know the building you know uh it didn't start that way at all i remember three or four years ago coming to gerald and asking gerald you know hey i was i was actually looking at buying a whole different property because we grew out it used to be the watson survey but it's buster eastky's building right there and we grew that one out and then i i was praying and talking to gerald i was going to buy the cox cash saver building I, i put in an offer gave it to the lord and they didn't accept it so i went on and just a whole bunch of things and it never got to where i actually wanted it to be but god right and he had a whole different plan for me and i just waited and he was able to give me seven and a half acres where i'm at now i have land where i can continue on if i ever wanted to and it started with his plan instead of mine i just had to wait for it and that's the biggest thing that i wanted to tell everybody sometimes I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm the most impatient person possible sometimes. <laughs> but I had to learn to, to focus and, um, and to, to wait. And so I hired a, a mason, because I couldn't do it because we do masonry, but it was Chris Eske, you know him really well. He, uh, he told me his whole story. Oh, I bought brown cow, I got my own kitchen now. He just, he's a hoot, just, I'll just say that. And the first thing I told him I, when I was with him, I say, like, I wanna put a big cross over that front door. And I want everybody to know that it's all for Him. And still to this day, when all the subs come and everything, that's like, oh, we, we got to go work on the church. And I, I probably will never change that, just because that's why I wanted it embedded. Because I was going to put C and C next to the crosses, but I was like, you know what? I don't even want it right there. I want that. So when people come over that door, they know that that's where they're going. And. Uh, I just wanted to tell you all that, just because it's it's just amazing what God will do. I mean, I'm I'm a nobody. I mean, if I told you everything about where I came from, and Gerald knows a lot about my story, but I mean, I mean, it's it's just God. God does amazing things if you're just a willing vessel and just wait for it. it he'll have it happen if you let Him have it happen to you.
0: Awesome, awesome. Someone else. Are we finished? We're just beginning. Well, let's take this and go out and be who He's called us to be this week. That we are called. We are a holy people. We're on a holy mission because we serve a holy God. In Jesus' name, I love you and bless you. Amen.